It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer, and when I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. So if you come to the site now, you can uh, check out everything we have to get you ready for Week 10. My Week 10 picks against the spread for these games are up, and I kind of use that column to apply to this show to kind of look at how we think games are going to go in general, the game flow, things that uh, we expect to develop in these games. And uh, based on the spreads and uh, over-unders, they're sometimes more helpful than you think in determining uh, where to look for the production in these games. So we'll get into that. It's Matchup Wednesday. It's a week 10 breaking down everything. A reminder there, if you leave a review for the show on iTunes and your Twitter handle, we're picking out one Winner per show per week on the Locked On Network. To win a pro football focus edge subscription, that's a $39.99 value. And on Thursdays here on the show, regular guest is Jeff Ratcliffe, the director of fantasy for pro football focus. He'll be joining us tomorrow to uh, help wrap up the week and his final observations of uh, some marquee games. So be sure to check out that show and uh, leave that review on iTunes. So let's dive into this schedule here we have 14 games four teams now on by we had six the previous two weeks but we still have Thursday night football we have it all year long it's the Seahawks and Cardinals and this one could be a bit ugly remember these teams played a 6-6 tie last year this time it's Drew Stanton in there against Russell Wilson the Seahawks struggled a little bit last week against Washington couldn't get things going I think this is a good matchup for them because 
the Cardinals have been pretty weak in pass defense, and Wilson, the mobility, having uh, Dwayne Brown out there, it might help here with uh, pass protection. So I expect Wilson to have a rebound game here. It's a very good matchup for the receivers away from uh, Doug Baldwin. I think Baldwin will still get his working the slot away from Patrick Peterson at times. But the Cardinals have really struggled covering other spots of the field. So Paul Richardson, it's a good chance for him to do something here. Tyler Lockett. Jimmy Graham is a bit of hit or miss here, but uh, Cardinals have generally been better than you think against tight ends, but you're still going with Graham with the way he's getting targeted and being involved with offense. But it might be a week where you feel better about Richardson and Lockett as well. And Thomas Rawls, we mentioned him as a pickup on Pickup Tuesday yesterday's show, but uh, for now, cool the Jets on this rushing attack. You're not going to trust anything there. So it's really still the receiver show, and I think – Wilson, if you're worried about him last week, he rebounds. On the other side, I think Adrian Peterson goes back to being stuffed here up front. Remember, this team did give up two touchdowns each to Lamar Miller and Rob Kelly, but there was little production after that, and Peterson didn't get in the end zone last week either in that big game against the 49ers. So the volume might be there, but I don't know if the game flow and being on the field is going to be more of a thing for Arizona, the way they were able to control the clock against a very bad 40 and Niners team. So I don't expect too much from the Cardinal side. Larry Fitzgerald has a history of being shut down against the Seahawks, and uh, I don't see it getting much better here with Drew Stanton, especially with a pretty limited uh, ceiling game there for 70 yards receiving last week. We dive into our next game. It's the Redskins hosting the Vikings. This is the first of our 1 p.m. Eastern Sunday games, and I don't expect a lot of points in this one either. You have two pretty good defenses playing here. The Redskins, offensively, offensive line is beat up, so really can't trust much in their running game. I think if you need to go with the Vernon Davis again, especially if Jordan Reed's out, you look there, Josh Doxson. Other than that, it's really hard to look at anything. Kirk Cousins is a little risky here as well after a couple straight bad games. Here we'll have to also watch for the weather. In this one, on the other side, Vikings don't feel great about them because – the Redskins' pass defense is playing very well. They're better up front now against the run, especially against teams that can't run effectively. But Jarek McKinnon and Latavius Murray, I expect them to be involved here a lot and be the key ways for Minnesota to move the ball. I think Adam Thielen will be more consistent. I don't think it will be harder to stretch the field here with Stephon Diggs against uh, Josh Norman and company on the other side. So Thielen could definitely be busy working all over the field, especially in the slot, but still, I don't see a lot of points in this game. It could be a good kicker fest for the guys in this one. Uh, Kai Forbath, a former Redskin, involved on the Vikings side. So it's, uh, I think it's a bit ugly defensive struggle. I think if you're looking for the defenses in this game, I still would go with Minnesota more over Washington because they have more playmakers and the Redskins up front can give up a lot of sacks against the Everson Griffin and company with all their offensive line injuries. Our next game is the Bears hosting the Packers, and this one also looks like a low-scoring game. I mean, the over-under is under 40. It's a right around a 38 or 39. So with Mitchell Trubisky and Brett Hundley, this is not a surprise that uh, this game is like this. But uh, overall, you look at uh, this game with Brett Hundley, I expect a lot of running with Aaron Jones. The game flow really didn't work against the Lions. I think that at least the Packers will be in it where they'll stick with Jones a little bit more. They had to go Ty Montgomery in passing situations a lot. Jamal Williams had to be in the garbage zone there to score late. That's a sign that they wanted to preserve Aaron Jones because he's key to their season here. So 
I, I think you look at this Bears defense, it can be tough, but I think this offensive line, even without Brian Belaga again, down for the season at right tackle, I think they can run the ball effectively on the Bears, especially with the wrinkle of Hundley running. So I like the Packers running game. The passing game is just extremely hard to trust anything. I mean, Randall Cobb was the top receiver last week. Jordan Nelson, Devontae Adams just not being able to do too much. They're very touchdown dependent. So I think it's a bit ugly. I think both teams will try to grind it. Jordan Howard on the other side with Terry Cohen. I think you'll see a lot of touches for those two guys as well as uh, Jones and Montgomery on the other side. So low scoring, not much to see here. I think if you have the ability and depth to go away from uh, Nelson and Adams, this is the time you do it. It's kind of what's happened with Hopkins and Fuller, except Hundley's just not getting the ball at all to Nelson, the number one in this situation. Chicago just not trusting anything in their passing game either, even though the Packers have really struggled in the secondary, given a lot. I think it's a lot of Howard and Cohen, as I mentioned. We go to our next game. It's the uh, Colts hosting the Steelers, and I expect this game to be all Steelers. The over-under is pretty low in this game, 44, but I think it's one of those games that we think all the scoring is going to be on the Steelers' side, so it, it could be just a big, big day for everything Pittsburgh. I think you look at Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. I think both these guys can go off against this Colts defense very easily. Ben Roethlisberger should also get Juju Smith-Schuster involved. So Roethlisberger typically not good against the road opponents, but this is a controlled environment and Dome, and he typically rips the Colts. So this is a great week to go with Roethlisberger and his weapons. I think they'll have some fun. This game, Chris Boswell, the defense, everything on the Steelers, everything on the Colts is hard to trust here. I think Jacoby Brissett against his past defense will struggle, but... I think the one guy that's now an every week play for the Colts is Jack Doyle. He's pretty consistent here as a tight end, no matter what the matchup is. I think the thing you might want to cool off on us, T.Y. Hilton, especially in DFS. I think you have to play him maybe in standards of wide receiver three because the boomer bust factor. But I think this could be more robust against the Steelers secondary. I think he has to get Artie Burns on him away from uh, Joe Hayden and some other things. But uh, the pass rush of the Steelers is going to limit any deep shots. Brissett is going to be able to make with Hilton. So it's going to have to be a short catch and him running the distance to really make it happen. So boomer bust back to Hilton, but that's what he was last week against the Texans when he went off as well. We go to our next game. It's the Chargers going to the Jaguars, coming off a bye here. Very long road trip. Pretty low over-under this one with 41. But with the Jaguars side, Leonard Fournette should be back here. Remember, he's had three weeks off now. He had the ankle injury where they didn't play him. Then they had the bye. Then he was uh, suspended there by Doug Marone. They still were able to win those games with Chris Ivory and TJ Yeldon. But let's not be kidding. They need Fournette to really drive this thing home for the playoff berth here in November, December. Great chance to get started right here against the Chargers run defense. It's been very vulnerable, giving up a lot of home run play. So Leonard Fournette back in your lineup, and he's going to deliver in a big way. And... Very going to be popular DFS owned, I would assume, as well. As far as the passing game, Marquise Lee and Blake Bortles. Remember, this Chargers team's got uh, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Casey Hayward on the back end. So not feeling much of the Jaguars passing game. I think it's a very high-volume running game. I think they might even get uh, some more ivory involved if they need to, to put some more volume behind Fournette. They're going to let their defense do the rest here. They're going to try to pound away, control the clock here. They have Marcel Darius. They'll help them slow down Melvin Gordon. So Melvin Gordon, you want him to do something early in this one or it could be a little bit rough. But remember, Gordon is still going to help with dump-offs, and that's where Philip Rivers is going to have to go with his brutal secondary and pass rush on the other side. 
He's going to have to get the ball early. So Gordon will still get his, just maybe more in the receiving game, but we've seen that in games of the past. With anything in the Chargers passing game, you're going to stay away from. You'll play Keenan Allen, but just be prepared to be disappointed against these corners. And then the Jaguars defense, another great play. Great play for the rest of the season. Our next game is the Jets and Buccaneers. And this is a revenge game for two guys here, the quarterbacks, and also two guys on the Jets specifically. Josh McCown returns to play the Bucks. He's got Austin Safarian Jenkins. And uh, you look at uh, what uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins can do. It's a good matchup here. He, he's going to want to score on the Bucks. I think that combination will get revved up here after two weeks of not connecting for a touchdown. I think it happens here. I think Robbie Anderson could be a very good play against the secondary as well. No pass rush. This uh, Raiders or this Jets team likes to throw deep. We saw that in a lot of games. They're kind of the air raid former air Raiders type of offense. Use a lot of speed guys, go downfield, throw down. And I think with the Buccaneers saying no pass rest, their defense is struggling. Secondary struggling. Great spot for both Robbie Anderson. If you're going for a dice roll in a tournament, I think your main curse could also come out of nowhere to have a big game in this one based on the matchup as well. So keep that in mind. On the Bucs side, hard to trust anything. We know James Winston and Mike Evans Winston with the shoulder, he's not playing. Evans with the suspension, he's not playing. So you're going to see a little bit of a Chris Godwin there against the Bucs. I think it could be a decent game in terms of targets for Deshaun Jackson, but I can see a lot of targets to Cameron Brait and O.J. Howard, a tight end, here to move the ball. Remember that uh, Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick starting, has had some good chemistry with the tight ends there. They have a Harvard-Harvard connection with Brait. It was Luke Stocker who scored last week, but O.J. Howard is probably going to be more involved in the offense with no Evans out there to create mismatches. They'll need O.J. Howard for sure. So those two guys we're looking at are definitely the best plays of the Bucks. I think Adam Humphreys, the usage is not trustworthy right now, but I would go Jackson for sure. The targets will go there. As far as Doug Martin, I, I think you'd take your chances here. It was a brutal game, but without uh, – Evans or Winston, you'd think they would lean on Martin a little bit more this week as well. So could be a sneaky high-scoring game. The over-under is only 42 because the Bucks' offense is going south, but uh, the Jets could be more explosive than you think here. The Jets are actually favored on the road in this one by two and a half. So a reminder, check out all the great shows on the Lockdown Network. We've got you covered. I'm talking about all these NFL teams. You can get a full breakdown of both sides of every game from Listen to Our Lockdown NFL channel, We've got your team every week, every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Now we move on to our next game. It's the uh, Bengals and Titans. And this is still in the 1 p.m. window here on Sunday. And with with the Bengals, you look at A.J. Green. He avoided the suspension. So he's going to be in there. It's a much easier secondary with Logan Ryan on the other side than what he saw there in Jacksonville. So this is a great rebound game. I think a lot of people might be off green with one catch for six yards before he was thrown out. But here's a chance for him to get right back going again. 
Uh, him and Tyler Croft I really both like in this game. Croft has been a bigger part of this offense. As the weeks have gone by, as they're settling in on a Tyler Eifert replacement, that he's just like that, except he can help them before the red zone. So Croft and Green, I don't really like much of the running game here. It's hard to trust. I know Mixon is a guy that has scored and had big reception here in the past two weeks, but I, I just don't uh, like the spot here. You know, the Titans are good against the run. They're not very good against the pass. So Andy Dalton, if you need to stream him, that's not a horrible place to go here. I expect the Titans to have a lead. They're favored here by five. So with the Titans, this defense is tricky for the Bengals. They're kind of hit or miss with certain positions, but I would expect the running game to get going. One thing we want to see is DeMarco Murray with the knee injury at practice, see if he's going to play through it. If not, Derrick Henry is a fantastic play. Probably be heavily owned in DFS. So I bet Tennessee is going to get the running game back on track. They've hinted at wanting to run Marcus Mariota, so... I think he's not bad if you if uh, you want to use him, but keep in mind it could be limited. I think you're looking at a guy that's uh, looking at two touchdown caps every week right now, and they should be able to run the ball pretty effectively as well. So there shouldn't be too much volume play for Mariota, but solid play, yes, you can get this week. I think you look at Richard Matthews, Delaney Walker, they're still the guys you're playing over. Uh, right now, Eric Decker, fluky touchdown last week, and uh, Corey Davis, that role will come soon, but I think this Bengals secondary can contain the rookie there two weeks removed from his hamstring injury. We go to our next matchup. It was the uh, Bills and Saints. This is a marquee matchup, surprisingly. We did not expect it to be that way, but the Bills are coming off that tough loss to the Jets. This is not going to be so easy. There's actually a high over-under in this game. So the defense in this game... I, I would actually go towards more of the Saints because I think they could be in control. They're favored in this one on the road, surprisingly, because Bills have been undefeated at home this season. But this is just tough for the Bills because the Saints are better at playing the game that they want to play. I wrote that in the picks column that these teams protect the ball, don't want to turn it over. The Saints cleaned up some things from Mark Ingram having some security issues a couple weeks ago. So, And Drew Brees is absolutely not turning the ball over at this point. So... Uh, with the Bills, I think it could be some more Tyrod Taylor garbage time. You'll have to trust more of his legs in this one because this is not the pass defense he got against the Jets. This is a very loaded pass defense that can sack him and take away his uh, targets who Kelvin Benjamin getting his feet wet as the first guy. So Taylor, if you got better options, I'd go away and not play him against the Saints defense. You're relying, again, on his rushing and TDs. And then LaShawn McCoy, he should get going. The Saints are vulnerable against the run, but if the game gets out of hand, and we've seen they put Mike Tolbert in there, McCoy is not as big a factor on passing situations. So the Saints could easily render him inactive by using their offense here. And I think the Saints, I think there's a good chance for Michael Thomas. I think his size can create some problems on the other side for the Bills. I think Thomas finally scores here. It's been a long time, but I think it comes... You get Mark Inger, Malvin Kamara. Don't be worried about them. You can run on the Bills if you can control the line of scrimmage, and the Saints can definitely do that. And Breeze, outdoors, uh, away from the Dome, don't buy into that. He's staying in your lineup as well here. So I like the Saints to win this one. I like their defense, actually, in this. If they can build that lead and uh, kind of tee off on the Bills, they can make some big plays against them. I know the Bills typically don't turn it over, but I, I can see the Saints forcing them and the issue this week. Our final one o'clock game there is the Browns 
facing the Lions. And Lions, uh, basically everything you can in the passing game, get out there for the Lions. This is a pass-happy team. Amir Abdullah struggling with fumbles. Got stuff last week. So you're going to see a lot of theoretic in this game. And uh, probably not much Dwayne Washington. So Abdullah and Washington are going to take a pretty much backseat to Riddick. You'll see him out there because you really can't run on Cleveland as well either. So you're going to see Matthew Stafford go to this, throw the ball around the park. He's going to be let loose here with Marvin Jones Jr. and Golden Tate. Both have terrific matchups. I think there's even an opportunity for Eric Ebron to do something as well with the Browns struggling against tight ends all season. You could see a short touchdown there from Ebron. So Good thing for all things Lions passing game and their pass defense. So if you need to play their defense, go there. Matt Prater should be busy as well as the kicker. So just avoid the Lions running game if you can. I don't consider Riddick a part of that running game, by the way. He is a guy that you can play because of it. he's a pure passing game back. On the other side, the Browns, you look at uh, them coming off a bye. You don't really have high hopes on the road against this Lions Pass defense. I think it could be pretty brutal there. I don't think you can see Isaiah Crowell or Duke Johnson getting going early, especially if the lines light it up and it's going to be tough to stay on the field for Kaiser against this team, even in uh, garbage time. So nothing I really like on the Browns this week. Before we get into the later games, a reminder that the Locked On NFL Draft Show is one of the best resources you can have to uh, Find out about the 2018 prospects, including Saquon Barkley, all those quarterbacks such as uh, Lamar Jackson, and maybe Sam Darnold of USC. So check that show out. Get ready and get ahead with your thinking on the 2018 draft. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now we close here with the 4 o'clock games on Sunday and the primetime games on Sunday and Monday as well. It's the Rams hosting the Texans. The Rams haven't been as good at home this season, but this is a great, great matchup for them. They are favored by 12 points. That is not a misprint. They're at home. They're favored by 12. This has got a pretty high over-under, but again, I think this is more on the Rams side of things, not on the Texans. I think when you look at uh, Jared Goff and Sammy Watkins and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, you're locking them all in your lineup in various places is where you can. Woods is just a consistent part of this offense. Finally found the end zone with two big plays last week. So really like Woods. I think Watkins getting a home run. We saw T.Y. Hill do that against this Texan secondary. So feel good about Watkins again for second straight week. And the Cooper Cup in the middle. Just keep in mind, if Watkins and Woods are doing their damage, they might not need his Cooper Cup as much. But I can just see this as a bonanza for the Rams. And then... Todd Gurley as well. You're keeping him in there to just dominate as well. So good things for all things Rams, again, including their defense with Tom Savage on the other side. Wade Phillips, former Texans coordinator. He's going to know some things about this uh, offense to go after it. So there you go. And then on the Texans side, 
the Rams can give up some garbage points. We saw that last week. So if you're looking at this, DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Miller are definitely in there, but everything else is a bit of a stretch still on the road with Tom Savage. He just drags everything down here, and, that, and we're going to see that play out again with again with this 46-47 over-under and the big spread. I think exactly there you're going to see 30-some-odd points from the Rams and probably 17 or so from the Texans. Our next game is the uh, Atlanta Falcons. This is a 425 window in the marquee game here on Fox against the uh, Cowboys. And Cowboys, Ezekiel at the hearing is Thursday, the latest injunction twist. So there's not probably going to be a decision until Sunday, which means he is going to be playing on Sunday unless there's a major shocker here. So keep him in your lineup, locked and loaded. This is a high-scoring game, 50-53. to 53 is the over-under, depending on where you're looking. The Falcons are favored on this one. I actually do like them because they're more desperate. But I could see it go back and forth. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. Des Bryant, will have to check him on the knee, but I think he's going to play through it this week. So he's obviously in your lineup. Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley, I think it was more product of the Chiefs matchup last week. I don't think it's as easy against the Falcons' uh, periphery corners this week. So Bryant's in there. I'm not going to go Williams and Beasley as much. Uh, you might look at Williams and Beasley bump if he's out. The Falcons team has been pretty good against the tight end as well, so Beasley could be more involved in the middle of the field, more so than Williams. I think Williams is a boomer bust there, especially when there's Bryce Butler they could also put out there if Bryant has to miss the game, so keep that in mind. But Prescott and Elliott locked and loaded with those two guys. The defense I go away from for this particular week, although they played well against the Chiefs, I just don't see it happening on the road here against the Falcons. And Falcons offense is playing better than you think. Still mistakes, plaguing them every week. But Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Devonta Freeman, Tevin Coleman, Mohamed Sanu, Austin Hooper, I think all these guys can get involved and be productive this week. So I like the Falcons to win this game. I like the Cowboys to make this a high-scoring duel with Prescott and Elliott on the other side. So great spot for everything you can fantasy. And you want definitely shares of this if you're playing DFS this week maybe go with the sleepers like coleman and uh, guys like that maybe beasley if the matchup uh, lines up here depending on who else is out there at wide receiver giants and 49ers this is a 42 over under the giants are favored by one so basically a pick em game between these two teams the giants are reeling one win still the 49ers still are looking for their first win I do like the things that are Giants here. The one thing that the Giants are doing that may be lost in their disaster of a season is that they're running the football there better with Orleans Darquez lead. So you look at the 49ers just destroyed against any type of running game, even with a shaky offensive line. So Darquez a great play, and I think he's going to be the guy that helps the Giants win this game as well as Evan Ingram, great, great matchup with no Jaquiski Tart on the other side to cover tight ends anymore for the 49ers. So Evan Ingram just could have a monster game here as well as Sterling Shepard. So Shepard, Ingram, and Darkwa are in your lineup if you can get them in. And then Eli Manning, if you're streaming quarterbacks, it's a great spot for him. It's not so great for C.J. Beathard because there's no George Kittle, there's no Trent Taylor, there's no Pierre Garçon. So you're relying on Cedar Beathard's legs. That's not enough for me to go with there. Carlos Hyde, it was good to see him get involved in the passing game, get some dump-offs in garbage time and help against the Cardinals, even in a tough matchup. So Giants have struggled against the run, so I expect Hyde to be 
busy, active part of this offense and be the one guy that you look at. It was good to see him rebound. We were losing a lot of faith in Hyde and his usage and all that, but I think he goes back to normal here in the garbage time. And I think he could actually score against the Giants in real time with the way this defense has struggled. I think if you're looking for a dice roll play, go with Marquise Goodwin over Aldrick Robinson. Goodwin, his speed and with the way this uh, Giants defense is chasing and tackling right now, suspect. So if you're looking for that one big player, the DFS uh, fade guy that a lot of people won't have, like the Jermaine Curse type that could have a big random game, that would be Marquise Goodwin for you. And neither defense is something you should consider. The Patriots defense you should consider at the Broncos here. It's a 46 over under. We expect, again, all those points to be in the Patriots' favor. They're favored by seven. And this one, not as much as we thought they would be with the way the Broncos are struggling offensively and defensively. But with the Patriots, uh, look for Chris Hogan. He's going to probably be out in this game. I think you'll see more of the backs get involved in the pass game to make up for it because Danny Amadol is still a slot guy. He's not going to be outside as much. So this could be an opportunity for Brandon Cooks here. Maybe get a play-action play against Aqib Tlaib, who was fooled last week against Alshon Jeffrey. I think in the middle of the field, it's going to be really hard for Amendola with Chris Harris Jr., who raced Nelson Aguilar there last week. So what you'll see the Patriots do a lot is try to go heavy to Rob Gronkowski, throw to uh, Cooks when they get a chance off play-action, but use a lot of their backs. I think you'll see a lot of Rex Burkhead. You'll see a lot of uh, James White in this one as well. So... That's how I expected to go. I think White is a solid play in this one because of the Broncos' issues covering that position. Gronk is an awesome play. I think Burkhead is a sneaky deeper play. And uh, Cooks, don't be too afraid of the matchup. I think there's a shot for him off play action to score. Being in the, This Broncos' pass rush is not doing anything. So Brady will have a t- time to have a deep shot. And remember, there's that wrinkle of that short jump-off play they throw to Cooks in the red zone where he can run be an extension of their running game as well. So keep that in mind. He's got other uses, especially if Hogan is out of the lineup. And the Patriots defense, much maligned, but played a lot better against the Falcons and Chargers and the Broncos offense. Nothing near those units at the moment. Speaking of the Broncos offense, you have Brock Osweiler in at quarterback. Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Look for Sanders. It looked like he retweaked that ankle again. So Thomas, I think you have to go with the possession guy, the dump-off guy, Thomas, the highly targeted guy over Sanders. They can't push the ball downfield right now. And that's going to hurt Sanders' value, especially with him. Not the same with that ankle. So if, you're, if you've are if got some depth, go away from Sanders if you can. Thomas stays in your lineup. And then at running back, it's hard to go with the situation. I think the deep, sneaky play to me is Devontae Booker and just what he can do in the uh, passing game could be garbage time dump offs they want to get more involved the Patriots are vulnerable with uh, no Dante Hightower there in the middle of the field keep in mind to receiving back so it's just hard to trust because Anderson Charles and Booker they're splitting on a not a very good offense and the Patriots could go heavy ball control you know they run a lot of plays the Broncos defense is having a lot of trouble getting off the field so you might not see the Broncos offense out there too much and uh Definitely you're staying away from the Broncos defense, which isn't making any plays against anyone, especially high-powered offenses like Philadelphia last week and New England this week. Our final game is the Dolphins at Panthers on Monday night. And this is a slow over-under two, 39 points. These defenses are pretty good against the run generally, so I don't expect too much going on for Jonathan Stewart or Kenny Drake, but it could be some uh, receiving 
opportunities there for Damian Williams and Christian McCaffrey. I think more so it's a game for those type of backs. So still not too inspired by any of those four choices in your backfield. McCaffrey, the best because of the PPR upside and uh, just the standard usage right now is so high in the passing game. So that's where you go there. In terms of these secondaries, Miami's kind of leaky. So I kind of like Devin Funches to have a bigger game this week. He had a modestly good one, but he's the only real receiver right now for the Panthers, so you should get a lot of targets, have some success against this Dolphins secondary. It struggles with big athletic guys, and that's what uh, Devin Funches is. He's kind of a tight end extension there, so keep that in mind. He's a lot like Jared Cook is built-wise, so that's going to be good for him to produce in this game. Curtis Samuel, I'm not so excited about yet. We have to see him do a little bit more before we can unleash him and trust him as an option here. So really it's a lot of Funches, a lot of McCaffrey, Cam Noon is a good spot as well. Here, it's going to run and get you points. The Dolphins are vulnerable in the back end to some big plays. So I, I think if you need Cam Noon, it's not a bad spot at all to play him. On the other side, I don't really like Jay Cutler. Devontae Parker could struggle a little bit as well. I think Jarvis Landry is the one Dolphins receiver you play, but to Parker as well because the big play potential. But you're not going too deep with like Kenny Stills or anything like that. And Julius Thomas will go back to cooling off after a big game against the Raiders. So there you have it. There's your uh, matchup Wednesday for week 10 here on Locked on Fantasy Football. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes and uh, make sure to check us out on Panoply through the Megaphone platform. Where is our new home for Locked on Fantasy Football for the entire Locked on Network? This has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you tomorrow for Lineup Thursday to wrap up the week. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.